Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle master, Nikki. Thanks so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked uh, about finances for your child, your special needs child, and we had our guest speaker, Christina Anderson, on from Thrivent. It was a great conversation. If you haven't checked it out already, please do. Lots of great little golden nuggets of information in there for you. This week, we are going to talk about holiday traditions like seeing the Easter Bunny and other events and social type related events. Um, This really got me thinking because Easter is around the corner. And, um, you know, I unfortunately, we don't have a lot of pictures of Drayson with Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or any of those types of um, holiday traditions, if you will. We don't really have a lot of pictures with Drayson, uh, mainly because it just freaks him out. And I think even for a normal child, or it, it can be a little scary, right? My husband hates clowns. So, <laughs> so I think for everybody, there's a little bit of a stigma, right? When you know that there's somebody dressed up in a costume. And one of the things I love about Drayson is that he's just, he's just so raw and unintentional about who he is and when I say that I just mean he can snuff anything out if you're trying to one up on him he can tell he can fish it out fish it out and the for one of the first I guess costumes if you will that he met was Batman it was somebody in a Batman costume and I have the most hilarious picture of him where my husband's holding him and Pat's smiling at the camera and Batman's smiling at the camera and Drayson is looking at Batman like who is this crazy weird person? So it got me thinking about the upcoming Easter holiday and how to manage that, especially if you want to try to capture one of those those moments, right? And how do you transition your child for, for being prepared just to, even in general to go anywhere? So I wanted to give you guys some quick tips today for transitioning them from a preferred task to a non-preferred task. In my opinion, everything outside of the home for Drayson is a non-preferred task. So if I am not prompting him or prepping him, it could potentially be catastrophic when we leave the house. So I'm going to give you some of the quick tips that I have done and what's worked for me, but this will be a trial and error for you if you haven't tried any of these tactics already. So first one is just give them enough notice, Um, and that could be different for every kid. I Sometimes it could be the day before. It could be the week before. Um, We also have like a countdown calendar. Drayson has a calendar on our refrigerator, and I usually put on the calendar what he has for that day so he can look at that day and he knows exactly what's going on. So he will go to the calendar in the morning and look to see what he has, and that includes school. That includes if he has any therapy sessions after school, who's coming to the house, who's picking him up. All of those things are on a calendar. And that's been hugely beneficial for us. I've noticed that when I am late putting up the monthly calendar, that if I, if he doesn't have a visual, he gets very, very 
disoriented and he gets he gets really upset and sometimes his behaviors come out a little bit more. The other thing that you can consider is an incentive chart. I um, sometimes having an, a, vi a visual, again, I have an incentive calendar. Um, for those of you that are watching today, I brought a little sample. For those of you listening, it's just a simple little graphic calendar that I made that says, way to go, Drayson, on it. And there's a bunch of boxes. Drayson really likes stickers. So what I've done is I let him earn so many stickers and then he can earn a prize. So in the box, every three boxes or every five boxes, whatever you want to make it, you can basically put in their prize so that they know that that big reward is coming. The reason why I have him do several stickers to earn one prize is sometimes I need to have Drayson do several steps to get to the end goal of what he's doing. Okay, so... Simple example, getting ready for school. So if he brushes his teeth, I give him a sticker. He gets dressed, I give him his, a sticker. He eats breakfast, I give him a sticker. And then he's allowed to have a prize for accomplishing all of those things. But my end result goal is that I got him ready for school. <laughs> is trying to get him ready and out the door for school. So you can come up with um, an incentive chart that works. I mean, this is a little bit of an ABA tactic for those of you that are f familiar with ABA therapy. Um, sometimes the visual, giving them the incentive and find out what motivates them. So if Drayson wants to play on his Nintendo Switch, um, he has to go complete his therapy session, um, I'm just trying to think of some quick things off the top of my head. Complete his therapy session, um, help clear the dinner table, and put away his laundry. And then he can have his time on, on his Nintendo Switch. So trying to kind of organize those things are really great. And it also gives structure. And you're giving your child clear instruction on what is expected of them. Now they understand that there's an expectation behind that. So a lot of times if I am letting Drayson know like we're going to go see the Easter Bunny, I will usually prompt him a day or two ahead of time and I will put it on a calendar so that he can see that that's what it says. Sometimes pulling up a visual, maybe a picture of the Easter Bunny or something similar so that he has an idea of what that's going to look like um, is also hugely helpful. And then I also make sure that I pack my arsenal of snacks, sensory toys, things like that, things that I want to take with me when we go. Drayson has a hard time standing still. And so the other thing that you can do is check where you're going to visit the local Easter Bunny. See if they have a special needs um, hour. What's great about that is you can assign a time and schedule a time so that you can go and then go at that scheduled time. That way you're not waiting in line for very long and you don't have to worry about um, he or she fidgeting too much uh, because that has happened to us quite a bit waiting in lines. And anybody who, who has a child on the spectrum, I'm sure can relate to what I'm saying. So make sure you have headphones in case they are sensitive to noise. So noise-canceling headphones are always helpful to make sure that you have with you. And then start prompting them even that day. So if you know you're going to go at noon, maybe prompting them a few hours ahead of time, letting them know that that's happening. There, it's going to be something that you're going to continually prompt them and let them know that it's going to that you're going to leave the house to go someplace. 
And again, this is something that's really hard for Drayson to do. Drayson has a really hard time just going anywhere else outside of our home. So the more structure you can provide for your child, the better. Give them choices. Um, so again, going to see the Easter Bunny, I ask him, what would he like to wear? Uh, what is there an activity he would like to do after? All of those questions are important so that you can also help give them an incentive. So in terms of what he wants to wear, I realize that you might want him to have this cute little Easter Bunny outfit on for his picture. But if he chooses to wear workout pants and a t-shirt, you have to ask yourself if you're going to be upset about that or if you're just going to go with it. Because I guess at the end of the day, the big question is, do you want the photo or not? <laughs> so make sure that you allow them to have a choice too in some of the, of the activity that's also taking place. And then when you get to your destination, wherever that may be, take a quick survey of the environment. Is it loud? Um, is the lighting, could the lighting potentially bother them? Uh, will they need breaks? Is there somebody else with you that maybe can hold your place in line in case you need to go take them to go run a lap? Sometimes I've had to do that with Drayson just to keep him moving. Um, and all of those things are going to be hugely beneficial so that you kind of have an idea of how to handle the situation when you walk into a room, especially if it's a room full of people. I realize that things have changed, obviously, with COVID, so they there might be more scheduled times in your local area or wherever that is, but um, check that ahead of time to see, and that way you can structure also that so that your child knows, okay, we're going to have this picture taken at this time. And explain it to them. Sometimes we, like I said, Drayson doesn't really talk very much. And so sometimes I forget that he understands so much more than what I, than what I believe from him. So talk to your child, even if they're not responsive or if they're not necessarily, you're not sure if they're really listening to you, let them know. The more details you give them, the better. And that's super important because it helps them to also be prepared for what's coming down the pipeline in any situation. At the end of every episode, we always like to do a story highlight for friends and family, kind of celebrating the wins of their kiddos on the spectrum. So if you have a story that you would like us to read, please send it over to info at piecesformypuzzle.com. I would love to read some of the stories and then hopefully feature your story on an upcoming podcast. This story that I'm going to tell today is about Drayson is, is more of an act of kindness from his peers. And the big message that I want to convey in this story is that it's so important that we all spread kindness. And it's so important that we see each other for the differences that we have. I think everybody has in some way, shape, or form a little bit of a special need. So I think it's important to identify that. I was not... Um, excuse me, here on that particular day when this story took place, but I was overwhelmed when I received a text message from a dear friend of mine who also has a son on the spectrum. She was chaperoning on one of their field trips, and the field trip was to the zoo. So they got to go to the zoo. They had a great time. In, in the middle of their tour of the zoo, they had to take a sack lunch, and they were going to go sit and have lunch at the zoo. Drayson is terrified of birds. Does not like birds, doesn't like their wings flapping, gets very wigged out around birds. 
And of course, sitting at a picnic table at the zoo, there's a lot of pigeons everywhere because they want to try to see what table scraps they can get, right? So Drayson would not sit at the table because there were birds around the table and it was really upsetting him. And unbeknownst to me, his friends who realized that the birds were bothering him, all of, the, all of his friends got up from the table and shoot away all the birds so that Drayson felt comfortable enough to sit down and eat lunch with them. The message I'm trying to convey is that it's so important that we're kind to each other and that we recognize sometimes a simple act of kindness can be a really, really big deal for a person. And I was so overwhelmed. I immediately got teary-eyed when I got the text message from my girlfriend telling me that his peers had cleared the t- had cleared the area of birds so that he could go and sit down and eat lunch with them. And that's a really big magic moment for my son to also feel included in that. So please spread kindness with just simple acts every day. You never know what it's going to mean for a person. Again, if you have a story that you would like to share, please send it our way at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And this concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't already. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. If you really like what you're hearing, please spread the word to friends and family so that we can further support each other in the autism community. And feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.